Welcome to the Spiritual Leadership Podcast with Pastor Paul Chapel, pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church and founder and president of West Coast Baptist College. Well, thank you for joining us for today's edition of the Spiritual Leadership Podcast. And I'm excited about talking with you about spiritual leadership because that's what the great need is in our homes, churches, and country today. I just spent a few days in Washington, D.C., uh, preaching, but also visiting some of our elected officials. And while there's a tremendous need there for spiritual leadership, and there is much in the way of contention and difficulty, I was really pleased uh, to be able to meet with uh, several leaders in the in the uh, Congress and even in the White House who uh, were able to tell me, you know, we spend a time in prayer every morning. We have Bible study every Wednesday afternoon, every Thursday evening. And uh, I want to encourage uh, that, uh, that type of activity, as I know you do, uh, not only uh, in our uh, political leadership, but today, especially in our church leadership. And uh, we're talking about developing a continuing leadership. How do we develop uh, within our churches a leadership philosophy that is continuing on uh, faithful to the end for the Lord Jesus Christ. I think of where the Apostle Paul said, uh, I'm ready to depart, the time of my departure is at hand. And he talked about his good fight. He talked about uh, uh, finishing his course and keeping the faith. And, and I know that for me, I wanna finish uh, this life having been faithful to the Lord, to my wife, to the ministry. And I wanna train others to come in along with us uh, who will carry out the work of God. And so let me talk with you today about continuing through a commitment to succession in ministry. Uh, every pastor really is an interim pastor. Uh, sometimes we like to think that, boy, this is forever. But all of us need to be training with tomorrow in mind. 2 Timothy 2.2 tells us, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. And you know, it's really true that it's only as we develop others around us that we permanently succeed. And our goal in this life is to pass the truth to the generation coming behind us uh, in such an effective way that they can pass it to the generation coming behind them. I was talking with a young church planter this morning who's uh, been uh, planting a church not far from Pasadena, California, down in, uh, and not far from us here in the uh, San Fernando Valley. And we were talking about uh, the idea of many youth groups today is, is uh, entertainment, rock music, and, and all of the, the culture of that. And we were asking ourselves, uh, really, where does that take the next generation? What are they going to think church is? How much truth are, gonna, are they going to find in the midst of that culture? And I really believe that truth uh, trumps culture. I really believe that we must be countercultural in this developing of the next generation. Because if we're going to train them to be able to teach others also, then it really needs to be about much more than just the entertainment factor uh, as, as such. And so how do we take young people, young staff, uh, folks coming into the ministry, and how do we develop them in such a way that continuance happens in today's ministry? And so let, let me begin by challenging you to teach your emerging leaders, to teach the emerging leaders. 
by this, I mean that we must teach them uh, in the context of teens. Uh, we had uh, last Wednesday night here at Lancaster Baptist, three teenagers do the preaching. We called the service our teen takeover, and they did a great job. And uh, my son Larry spent time with them in the preparation and development of uh, their uh, lessons and messages, and it was a blessing. And he had been teaching them, and I, I have been teaching Larry and working with our staff. Uh, but continuing churches are constantly looking for teens, single adults, newer Christians, and creating venues. Uh, a few months ago, I took about 30 emerging leaders in our church, men that aren't deacons, they're not staff, they're just guys that have been here for a few years that I wanted to invest in for four hours of teaching on family altar, teaching on leadership principles, and then uh, took them out for dinner, and it was awesome. And some of those guys are starting to get plugged in here in the ministry. So we've gotta be intentionally teaching them. Remember that the systems we use are not as important as the people we choose. And you wanna be looking for men and women who have a heart to learn, a heart to teach, and a heart to be uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Acts chapter six and verse three gives us a principle for this. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, whom we may appoint over this business. And so we're always looking for those men uh, that can be involved in that way. So we wanna teach them. Secondly, we wanna mentor them. Now, there's some, there seems to be a little bit of a backlash right now with uh, some uh, younger men who uh, are, I see things sometimes on social media, you know, don't follow men, only follow Jesus. Um, I see uh, things like don't look to older men for your validation. All of those are well-said principles. But let me, let me just give a, a little bit of a balance to that, if I may. You know, while we would look to a seasoned pastor for uh, mentoring um, and for encouragement or teaching, we don't look to seasoned pastors for validation and acceptance. We find that in Jesus Christ. So the fact that we would say, you know, look to Jesus only, that is so true. But Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So let's not throw away the principle of mentoring uh, in this process. Uh, sometimes that feels like maybe uh, someone has a little issue with the generation before them or maybe they just have a desire to be followed themselves. I don't know. The fact is that healthy mentoring from seasoned ministers is still needed in the lives of younger ministers. I needed it, I still need it. Uh, we had the funeral for one of my mentors, Dr. Bobby Robertson, a few, a few weeks ago. And I felt that loss because seven, eight times a year I would call him and I would say, talk to me about this, talk to me about that. Uh, I don't ever wanna get past the place of learning from others. I, don't, I didn't seek validation, and I, I think sometimes that's a trap uh, that we can fall into, but let's not throw away the good mentoring that we can receive. Philippians 2.19, Paul said, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I may be of good comfort when I know of your estate. And then he said this of Timothy, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your estate. Timothy had so mentored under the Apostle Paul that he was able to do the ministry in a very efficient, effective way, like-mindedly with the Apostle Paul. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with finding good mentorship and doing ministry similarly to the way that they did it. So if we're gonna have succession as a mindset, 
We've got to teach those emerging leaders. We've got to mentor those emerging leaders. Now that may be taking them out soul winning, taking them on a hospital visit, teaching them how to draft a budget, uh, sitting them down and helping them to understand planning a calendar, many different aspects of mentoring. But we want to train constantly. So we teach, we mentor, then we involve, right? And uh, someone said, uh, tell me and I'll remember, uh, show me and I'll forget, involve me and I'll understand. So now we're gonna give them a class. Now we're gonna let them plan a calendar. Now they're gonna plan their own budget. Now listen, if the dominant theme of your ministry is controlling others rather than serving others, uh, the likeliness of developing strong leaders around you will diminish. So uh, if you have an idea that you just have to keep everything under wraps and everything under control, you'll probably not develop strong leaders. And while I believe in uh, accountability and I believe in structure and in larger ministries, that's, that's definitely needed, uh, I don't believe in stifling uh, a man or, or, or even a woman from developing their gifts in the Lord. So they've got to be involved. And uh, I was talking with a, um, a good friend who's a, who's a military general officer last week about delegation and about raising up leaders. And we were both discussing the fact that when you delegate and give something, sometimes things are done differently than you would have done them. And uh, it's hard to know when to show how you would have done it differently or when to just let it go the other way. But uh, that's, that's where leadership development can be a little messy, but you're never gonna develop leaders if you don't involve them in the actual development and then the actual carrying out of the mission. And uh, so uh, we wanna be involved at that level. And then let me give you this next step. You want to evaluate. So you teach, you mentor, you involve. Then you pull back and you evaluate and you talk about, okay, that was a great social media campaign. Uh, how many folks liked it? How many folks attended because of it? What was the, what was the result of it? Or that was a great Easter Sunday program. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think of last year, our staff said, we want to have a 12 o'clock service. I thought, 12 o'clock service? I want to have Easter, Easter lunch at 12 o'clock. Uh, and they, they went for it. I preached it. I was amazed. We had lots and lots of visitors at 12. And, uh, and we evaluated it. We're doing it again this year. So uh, step back and, and you've got to inspect what you expect and just constantly uh, evaluate what you're doing uh, along the way. Uh, if a flashlight has one bad battery, it ruins the effectiveness of the rest of the instrument. Uh, you've got to replace that bad battery in order to keep things going well. There may be something in your plan that has to be replaced so it doesn't affect a lot of other ministry negatively. So let me encourage you to be training those emergent leaders if you're going to have a continuing ministry. And then finally, let me encourage you uh, to uh, constantly, constantly pray, uh, constantly encourage, and, uh, and then make sure that you're having in this uh, training time, predetermined uh, training points. Like every Friday when we work with our staff, uh, we have a training lesson to encourage them. We encourage them with strategy, structure, alignment, clarity. Uh, make sure that in this process of training for biblical succession and teaching and mentoring, that you're not just doing it organically, which is great, but that you have some set times uh, so that you're not missing this. 
I think the number one thing that young graduates of West Coast Baptist College look for when they go out on church staffs is this simple question, will the pastor train me? I hear that all the time. Uh, they want to continue to grow. Thank God for that hunger and let's continue to help them along that way. Well, I want to invite you to be a part of Spiritual Leadership Conference. Uh, if this podcast is a blessing, I'm gonna tell you something. Spiritual Leadership Conference is gonna be over the top this year. Uh, we have some great roundtable discussions on soul winning, discipling. I'm gonna be talking about uh, balancing uh, some of the uh, uh, trends that we see in culture uh, with the teaching of the truth that is timeless. Uh, we're going to have some uh, great uh, speaking and preaching in the evening services from uh, younger pastors and older pastors as well. Uh, special guest Todd Starnes, I love Todd. We're gonna talk about what's it like being a Christian in New York City and serving at Fox News. And uh, we have some other special guests that uh, are pending on some things with their schedule that we're excited to welcome to Lancaster Baptist Church. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of pastors will be joining us and I want to invite you to be a part Spiritual Leadership Conference, June 10th through the 13th. We'd love to have you come in on Sunday, kind of get a feel for it, and then Monday night, Tuesday and Wednesday all day. It is an awesome time, and let me encourage you to join with us. Thanks for joining us on the Spiritual Leadership Podcast. God bless you. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Leadership Podcast. If there's a question or topic you would like Pastor Chapel to address in future episodes, send an email to qa at lancasterbaptist.org.